Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, back who, who here just, on WEI. I was like, who just rolled that in the water? Justin Rose. Uh, I, that would probably be probably the most depressing way to go in the water. Like, you, you land it on the green, yep. and then it just trickles off the back. Yep. Um, tough, tough one there. Scotty Scheffler, via five straight birdies, um, is on his way to cruising to the Players' Championship outside of a disaster to the water on 17, I guess. But he is just killing <laughs> yeah. it. Um but with the way that guy's playing, I don't think he's going to give it up. No. Um, no. Listen, so I, I just – we were talking off the air. I, I'm thinking about the Patriots draft, and yeah. obviously they need to make some sort of a, a big splash in some – and if they could do it, Kyrie, via the draft, that'd be great. That'd be a great thing. A, a big splash. Not just, hey, they hit on a pick. It has to be more than just hitting. But I'm thinking about the positions. And it's like when you think of a football team, what, how many positions actually – Ruin a game for the opposition. Like, the quarterback, obviously. I think a a good, really strong defensive lineman, specifically a guy that can get to the quarterback, could ruin a game. I think a wide receiver or a pass catcher can ruin a game for you. Maybe, maybe a linebacker that can do it all, like a Devin White in his, in his prime at his best. Or like a, or a do-it-all safety like a Derwin James. Sure, that's fine. I'm not sure, though, in today's NFL – if one cornerback can ruin a game. I don't know, as important as left tackle is, I don't know if that's a position that can... Left left tackles can't, you know... That's right. They, only uh, can, they, they, they can't go catch touchdown passes. At the same time, right, you make the argument that if you have a game-wrecking edge yeah. and your left tackle can neutralize him, that's hugely important. But... It's interesting you bring that up because this is something that I have been thinking through and talking about a bunch over the last couple of years, or, or and, and particularly heading up to this draft. The idea of where are are the what are the most valuable positions in today's NFL? And I've heard a lot of people saying, and you know, they might end up doing this because this is just what the Patriots do. They love building. They, they love building up the middle. They love building the lines. They love linebackers, running backs. Like, they draft those positions. They allocate draft capital to those kinds of positions more than wide receiver, you know, or, or uh, you know, cornerbacks and, and, and things like that. But 
again, you think about what today's NFL asks for. And I looked this up, and Pro Football Focus does this, where they compile their own war statistic, Mm -hmm. wins above replacement. And the most value, the best wide receivers are more valuable than the best left tackles. And even middling wide receivers, when you look at the middling tiers, middling wide receivers are worth more wins than middling left tackles. They're middling really good offensive I, I believe it. I so, believe it. And, and that's exactly part of the deal. Yes, it is important to have those really good you know, uh, bookend tackles and, and things like that. They're going to neutralize edge rushers because that's a game-wrecking position, right? Having an edge that you can't block, having a Miles Garrett, or do you want some throwbacks like a Reggie White? Dudes you just straight up can't do anything with, and they're going to ruin everything for you. Aaron Donald busting up the middle and screwing things up for you right in your face can can always be a, almost more almost more problematic than an edge. Or even Chris Jones for the Chiefs. Yeah. He's been huge yeah, for he's, them. He's a, he's a destroyer. And so like, Look what yeah, he did for Frank Clark's career in the postseason yeah. numbers he's put up. Absolutely. And so I feel like when... When you're looking at this particular team, I think that, yeah, everybody's like, you got to take a tackle at number 14. No, you don't. No, you don't. There are other good tackles in this draft that you could get on day two or day three, or if you want to trade down, you could probably pick up a good tackle or or trade up early in the second round or late in the first, you could pick up a good tackle. But at the top of the wide receiver class, really, yeah, it's not a great wide receiver class. Once again, Jackson Smith and Jig was moving that needle for me way more than Broderick oh, Jones I'd love is. To get him. If they could get him, man. And, and and you might not be able to because I feel like yeah. he's coming off the he's coming off the board before twelve. Because I feel like, especially if if uh you know, he makes it to twelve and Houston gets a young quarterback and you want to pair him with a new guy, new stud wide receiver, you can go get that guy. But that's the kind of thing I'm talking about is we can't get stuck so much in, oh, yeah, you got to build up the lines. And I get it. Mac Jones was horrible under pressure. I know. Yeah. But make the offensive line solid to good. And Mac Jones, get the ball out of your hands. Yeah. And that's enough. Can I just real quick, just stop you right there. The other thing is Bill Belichick has proven that later in the draft, he can find those guys. You know, like Shaq Mason – was a fifth was, rounder. Yeah, he was like a fifth round. So he was a good player, not an elite player, but a good lineman for you yep. for a few years. Michael Michael Owenu, borderline all pro, right. sixth round pick. He's found those guys. A wide receiver, he he hasn't found those guys really late in the draft. You could tell, you know, Julian Edelman. When was Myers? Myers even drafted? He no, was he's undrafted. Undrafted. So that's happened. I get it. But if you're talking about the this like elite guy outside the numbers. I don't know. I have more faith that later he could get a lineman than a wide receiver. Yes, and and I think that offensive linemen and defensive backs are positions, and again, Dante Skarniecki is not here, but those are positions that they have traditionally developed talent better at. Yes. And so, yeah, you could go ahead and get a day two or three pick, and and, and it'll all be fine. The thing is, they, they generally like, again, they like their first-round offensive linemen. They have been able to get good linemen later on. I mean, I was even thinking of Ted Karras, another six-round pick. He's over there getting paid by the Bengals. He right. played really well for you you know, two years ago and, and at other points. But they like having the guy who is just going to lock it down, like the Nate Solders, and Sebastian Volmers and, and so like and, and that makes a ton of sense. With the wide receiver thing, 
it it almost makes sense when you go back and you look at the the wide receiver notes that Bill Belichick put together for like the scouting reports back in his like Cleveland days. And basically, just like, yeah, they don't need to like be the fastest or like be physically exceptional. They just need to be able to get off the line of scrimmage and be smart and find holes in zones and get open. So they're not asking their wide receivers to be particularly great. They're just like, okay, just do what we tell you get open and catch the football. Doesn't have to be anything particularly special. Again, that was great for 30 years ago. Right now, again, wide receivers are just more important. And, and, it's harder to reroute them now. And it's harder to to get away with, with contact that you used to back sure. in the day. So it makes more sense to go get somebody who's better, who can just dominate. So do you have a read on where they might go in this draft first couple rounds? My, my thought is, and, and again, we don't know how the board is going to fall, but I think that if one of the top three tackle are available for talking uh peter skaronsky who again he might be a guard honestly yeah. at, at this level but they might like him enough to try him and tackle i don't know paris johnson jr broderick jones i think one of those guys would probably be the patriots pick if if they were available at number 14 and that's probably the first thing that you do if they're not available you could talk about cornerback but again you can get good cornerbacks later on i don't know that they draft a first round corner if i'm going to be honest so the next thing they might do is is edge or defensive line rather than receiver. Though, again, I kind of disagree with that. But I think that if it's going to be a receiver, it's probably going to be either one of Jackson Smith and Jigba if he's available, which he might not be. Or maybe they just do Zay Flowers. I, I, I would love it. I mean, I would love it. I just I don't. Think, I think that's option number three, though. Okay. And then, I mean, well, that, that might be option number four and option number three is trade back. <laughs> Wouldn't be a surprise again. I mean, I don't know what trading back is going to do. Not to say they couldn't trade back and then you get a guy that fell a little bit and he was better than yeah. you thought or whatever. I just, I, here's why I wouldn't hate it because I think in this draft in particular, the really high end talent is going to be gone by pick six or like pick seven or something like that. Unless Jalen Carter slips mm-hmm. into the bottom of the top 10 and then maybe he, I don't think he makes it out of the top 10, even with his legal issues. Yeah. As long as those get resolved, he's, he's going to be a top 10 pick. But I think that in this draft, it could be fine to trade down to 20 where you would still get a good player. At, at a certain point, they all kind of become guys that you have first round grades on and they're similar grades and it's not necessarily like, oh my God, you're trading down to twenty. You just missed a chance on a blue chip, like a blue chip prospect. Mm. That would be different than say trading out of the top ten down to like fifteen. And then I feel like you're missing something there. It's just this is a, at least for Jones, if you're trying to figure out exactly what he is or what he could be yeah. or what he might, I don't know if it's going to happen with the guys you have. No, I, I just I feel like they so. need a. Ch- it's almost like a. a I don't want to say they need to change the culture necessarily, but I do think there has to be something offensively. Bill O'Brien was great, but it was so it was such a drag last year. I do feel like something offensively has to come around that is going to ignite something else we haven't seen out of this team from an offensive perspective. Whether that's a rookie wide receiver that completely turns things around. Like I'm going way back here. Um, but like here's an example. 
a small example, like when Terry Glenn came in 20 some 30 years ago, so whatever. It was 1996. Okay, he so, came in and it was a different that you could tell right away this is a different guy. He, he was he was like that that's the last first round pick that the Patriots have had uh, last first round wide receiver the Patriots have had not named Nikhil Harry. Really? Yeah. Okay, so Nikhil Harry was is the only one in the Belichick tenure. But, but all I'm saying stuff. is, you know, Terry Glenn was good and he had a good yeah. early part of the career. But all I'm saying is when he came in, yeah. in terms of the other receivers that were on the roster, as soon as you watched him play, it was, oh, this guy's better than anything you had. This guy's different. He's better than what you had. And this is a different situation we are now in. Yeah, That's and, what they need. And people might disagree with this, but I think that Jackson Smith and Jigbo would be that guy. Okay. I, f- I feel like if they drafted him, he would come into camp and you would watch him running routes and defenders just struggling to do anything with him. And they'd be like, oh, I didn't realize he was like that. And it's like, yeah, well, I told you he was. So you should have listened. But with Zay Flowers, I feel like I could see him coming into Patriots camp and the energy and just raw burst. Absolutely something that they don't have on the roster right now. Tyquan Thornton's fast. And yeah. I think that he can have that in his game. But Zay is just a thousand miles an hour all the time and okay. and and just gets so low to the ground when he cuts i if you're if you're talking about oh yeah the patriots need that next new slot receiver you know that the, the new welker edelman that guy yeah that would be that would be your guy though i think also jackson smith and jigba would also be that six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven but do you see what i'm saying though there's a difference between hey you draft a wide receiver you know, you whatever Jacoby Myers, and he's a hit, and he's a he's a hit. You get him in, and he plays well, and he's a guy that can get on the field for you and produce. Versus a guy that you put out there, and it's just this is different. This isn't something we've had. This changes sort of the complexion of the confidence level of the quarterback. Defenses have to now account for somebody that they're maybe afraid of in a way. I know nobody scared the Patriot or the uh, yeah. anybody that was going up against the Patriots offense last year. That's the difference. It's fu- you want a guy, you want to hit. Obviously, you don't want to bust, but you need more than that. It's more than just hey, this guy's a hit. He can play. It's this guy's different. He's a difference yeah, maker. And, and That's that, what they need. And that I don't know that you're gonna get in like a Skaronsky or a Bro- people are really high on Broderick Jones. He's he's fine. Okay. I just I I don't I don't see him as like oh my god we gotta have him. Paris Johnson Jr.'s tools are kind of insane. I would I would love that. But but again I think that those. You can get that position addressed later on. You can address edge later on. It's a hugely deep edge rusher class. It's a deep class for defensive interior guys. So I guess I'm just saying you can find all those positions and address them later on. There's a lot of running backs in this class, too. But if you want to get a wide receiver, you're best served doing it early. All right, Mark Dunder, Kyrie Thompson with you. We are here until 6 o'clock. When we get back... Okay, I want to ask you what's going to happen with Lamar Jackson, and I'm also going to we're going to transition to the Celtics. I'm going to tell you what their problem is, and I think maybe their biggest problem, okay. maybe their biggest problem right now as we go into the last few games here of the regular season going down the home stretch. Martin Dale, Kyrie Thompson, WEI. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. 
Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast we get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on netflix but what do people do with their ears well for one they're listening to audio americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day oh and you want the proof well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Give it up for Naughty by Nature! All right, back here on WEI, Mark Dundero, Kyrie Thompson. What were you reading, Kyrie, to me before we went to break or just as we went to break on the uh, Arizona Cardinals? I'm not going to call it breaking news. Not necessarily, but here's what I saw, and this is from a from Howard Balzer, who is a reporter down in Arizona. Patriots source on rumored interest in DeAndre Hopkins. If they're going to give him away and Hopkins is willing to play on a reduced contract, I could see it. But that seems unlikely to me. So that's my takeaway. It is seems unlikely. Okay. That doesn't move the needle. No, Let's talk it does to not. Paul in Rhode Island on the quarterback situation around the NFL. Hey, Paul. 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 Yeah, can you hear me? Hey, I got you. We got, got you. You got me? Oh, gotcha. sir. Listen, uh, I think you both are a great pair. Great, fantastic show. Hey, thanks. Thank you so uh, much. My. My question. I'm sorry. No, I just said thank you very much. Continue with your question. I won't interrupt you anymore. Mike, my, my question is: There's just no room for so many quarterbacks that are in their late 30s, and they will. They probably not going to swallow their pride and hold a clipboard because the talent that's coming out is is amazing. What's coming out now? I'm going to say this: I really don't want Rodgers in this division because we have enough problems of our own. 
We got this raging bull in Buffalo, and we got Miami just filling and filling and filling the talent down there. Now, that's going to be either Bill O'Brien is going to make the, the optical illusion in this division when it comes down to picking some drafts. But I'm going to say we have talent on this team. The problem is it's the quarterback. And this time he's going to have to compete for his job. And I, I own a Mac Jones jersey. I like the guy. But because he got the job of Cam Newton's traveling circles, if he didn't go away, maybe Cam Newton would have been there, even with, the, with uh, McDaniel as his OC. But I just want Mac to compete for his position this year. Thanks so you much. okay with that? Yeah, th- thank you so much for the yeah, call, yeah, Paul. Thanks for the call. And, and, I'm not okay with that because I don't think it's going to be much of a competition. He's going to be the starter well, barring something crazy. Yeah, I mean, I would say that, I mean, the the competition is going to most likely be internal from Bailey Zappi, which, again, you've heard the what's coming out of Patriots camp, apparently. It's that they don't see that much of a difference. And if that's true, then I, I still think Mac Jones is your week one starter. Mm-hmm. I think it would, something crazy would have to happen for that not to Correct. be the case. It would have to and, be wild. And, 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 if, and if something did happen where Bailey Zappi is your starter, then Mac Jones isn't on the roster. Um, right. and, and then that, that's, a, that's a whole other thing. Um, but the competition will probably come from Bailey Zappi and probably a rookie. I, I think they're either going to draft one later on or it's going to be an undrafted free agent, you know, priority undrafted free agent that they bring in. I, I think that and we were, we were just talking about this a little bit off air. The idea that uh, what makes a quarterback good. And you know, Paul was saying that the problem with the roster is the quarterback. I don't wholly agree with that. I think that there, there are legitimate questions about whether or not Mac Jones is that dude who is going to take you to the promised land. I have no problem with people questioning that. But we were just talking about this. This, this team is talent there there is talent here they're not a horrible team i I think that it it can go too far to the extremes where people like this is a terrible team they're not they they are a solid team they are a high floor team the ceiling is what's limited and and the ceiling might be limited because of mac jones partially but it's also limited by the things we were just talking about what are you putting around him at wide receiver you're putting a bunch of Eh, okay wide receivers around him and some tight ends who should be better but have not been and an offensive line that again was a little bit better than average but right tackle couldn't block anybody and you had a bunch of bad games you know that that kind of drew the average down so you have a bunch of eh, okay things around him and then you expect him to be great i i feel like it i feel like that doesn't work for me if the Patriots are going to stay in the middle Okay, if they're going to stay, and, and look, some of it's just outside of their own control. If the Jets get really good, if they get Rodgers and they're really good and they have an addition of a receiver or something and the defense comes back and they're strong again and they're really good, that's not in your control. If the if the Dolphins are going to load up and get Jalen Ramsey, not in your control, they're going to be good. The Bills are desperate. They still have the best quarterback in the, the, the division. That's out of your control. If you're going to be in the middle again, because like you said, high floor team, you at least better freaking find out what Mac Jones is. Yes. You have to find out what he is this year, even if you're only 500-ish going nowhere. At least find out for sure what Mac Jones is this season. Yep, and then if you 
think that he's just a 500 type of quarterback. And I mean, again, I don't look at quarterbacks as a or wins losses as a holy quarterback stat. But if you don't think he's going to be a guy that that elevates you by the end of his rookie contract or or even after this year, then okay, sure, think about it. I I, I wouldn't have a problem with that. Again, economically, you yeah. still would have a really cheap fourth year, so it's something to explore. But I, I think it's like this. If you're going, there are a couple of ways to do this. You can get the quarterback, the guy, and then you are competing to win your division and competing to win a Super Bowl in perpetuity, basically as long as that guy is around. Like like Patrick Mahomes, you can you can get rid of Tyreek Hill, yeah. and eventually, you know, if Travis Kelsey goes, which at this point I don't know that he ever will. But <laughs> but when he, but when he when he eventually you know retires or or what have you. Patrick, the, the Chiefs are still going to be competitors because they have Patrick Mahomes. Yep. That's how it is. Or you take the short-term approach and you load up the roster and you make everything around that cheap quarterback as good as it possibly can be and you put that young quarterback in position to succeed so that when it's when the chips are down and it's time to put up or shut up, you can see if that guy can make that play that you need. That's how the Patriots won their first dynasty. It wasn't because Tom Brady was God's gift to quarterbacking. It's because he didn't screw things up. Mm -hmm. And when you needed him to be clutch, he was clutch. But they didn't ask him to carry the load. They had a really good team around him. So I I think that's the way I want to see this be. If you're going to have Mac Jones on a cheap rookie deal, then for God's sake, use every last bit of that money. That's a different era of football, obviously, when Tom Brady was doing that when he wasn't God's gift of quarterbacking. But I don't know if he can do and that then he, now. And then he became God's gift of quarterbacking. Let's and talk to uh, Kelly and Amherst on the draft. Hey, Kelly. What's up, guys? Hey, I'm loving the show. But, uh, you know, a minute ago you were saying how a wide receiver based off of, you know, like a wins over replacement kind of thing is more important than a left tackle. And, uh, and I'm sure there's a lot of merit to that statistic, and, and I'm sure it reflects something. But i got to say, man, I, I think that the line is absolutely where you have to start. Now, I know for with, with Max specifically, I, I do feel like he does really need a big target, so I, you know, I don't want to pick either or. But I'm just going to say in general, I don't think a big receiver is more important than the line. And here's why. I'll use the analogy like a car. I feel like if your line isn't working, you're just, I mean, you're just, like, not even moving. You know what I mean? Like, having a good mm-hmm. receiver versus a crappy receiver, that's like having a fast engine versus a slow engine. But if you have no offensive line, it's like your car has no tires. And you're, just, you're not going anywhere, so that's why I feel like they really need to get that line, take care of that first. Yeah. All right, thanks nope, for the call. That, that's, that's completely fair. I, but, again, I think that there's evidence to show. Thank you so much for the call, Kelly that the offensive line was not as bad as we thought it was. Obviously, again, the bad was bad. It was real bad. Yeah. But by and large, and, and I, I did some just statistics research on this, like with the pro football focus grades, because I actually think for offensive line, pro football focus grades are pretty good. Okay. Trent Brown was actually your most consistent offensive lineman from start to finish. He had like three bad games where you're just like, okay, that's an outlier. That's bringing the average down. But everything else was pretty much dependable, which when you think about how often he was like one of the top five in the league in terms of times they put him on an island in a true pass set and we're just like, Trent, you got no help. Swallow this guy up. Do your job. By and large, he was fine. I don't think you need to overhaul this offensive line. You need, a nu- you need one tackle at the least. Yeah. 
That you have to do. I do not want it to sound like I'm minimizing the impact or importance of the offensive line. I am not doing that. I'm just saying, based on the Patriots, where they are in their M.O., I would prioritize the wide receiver. Bill, Be- Like we just talked about, Bill Belichick has not had as easy of a time getting wide receiver talent via the draft, high in the draft, etc., as he has getting offensive linemen later in the draft, okay? I just think because of what they are and who they are, that's what they need to prioritize. And then you look around the league, like uh, Cincinnati, they were down offensive linemen coming out of that Ravens game. And everybody, everybody said in 2021, what are you doing taking Jamar Chase over Penny Sewell? And, and okay. I get it. We're not we're not talking about the number five pick. We're talking about the number 14 pick. I get that. Yep. But everybody was killing the Bengals for doing that. And Jamar Chase won Rookie of the Year, and he was awesome. And, yeah, the offensive line was bad, and arguably that's why, uh, you know, at, at the end they kind of faltered in the Super Bowl. But they got to the Super Bowl with weapons. And because right. Joe Burrow is a freaking magician in the pocket. See, see, that's one thing that if you want to talk about offensive line stuff, Mac Jones is not a magician no. in the pocket. So it is important to ground him in good offensive line play. But, again, does it need to be elite I don't think it does. And and the other thing, Kelly mentioned a, a big receiver. I don't think they need a big receiver. I, I know that's what we all want. We want the 6-2, we want the Megatron type, you know, the 6-2, 6-3, runs a 4-4, four, four, jumps yeah. over everybody. Like, yeah, that would be amazing. But I, I don't think the Patriots think they need that. What they could use and what they have always used well is dynamic slot guys. And if you could find somebody that works for that, and and again, if you don't want to do it round one, that's fine. But if you wanted to look for somebody later, like a Josh Downs in round two out of North Carolina, that's another guy who's got some good quicks. But I feel like that's how we need to think about what they need at wide receiver. They've got Devontae Parker. He's your big go jump over everybody guy. You need somebody who is dynamic, who is going to shred in the middle of the field and 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 break down one-on-one matchups, find holes and zones, and when he gets the ball after the catch, he is a problem. That's what the Patriots need more than anything, in my opinion. What about Lamar Jackson? Because he's out there. It's a situation that I don't know if it's going to get resolved sooner, later. I'm not sure what's going to happen. Is this is this a player and a scenario that we should be thinking about? Like, Could he change the entire dynamic of the AFC or – I don't know. You don't think the Patriots are going to be involved. I don't either. What's going to happen with this guy who's one of the better, more dynamic quarterbacks in the league? That's what I want want to know. I think I agree with some thoughts that I I heard earlier today, which is that in the end, he probably ends up back in Baltimore. And he probably ends up... On that contract he wants? On a deal that he wants? No. I think he's going to find out that no one is going to pay him that deal. Okay. And then... He's probably going to take the best other deal that he can find with the most guaranteed money that he can find and be like, okay, well, take it to the Ravens and be like, well, this is what I'm offering. What you got? And the Ravens will probably say as long as it's not $250 million guaranteed, they might, they're probably going to say, okay, cool. Let's go ahead and match that. And boom, we're, we're good. I think that's more likely to happen than a team giving up two first round picks and then paying on top of that the crazy guaranteed money. That that's what I think. And I I I would like to think that the offense that they would be building 
in Baltimore with Todd Monken, their new offensive coordinator, is going to let him cook a little bit because I, I feel like this is something that gets com, com, always downplayed with Lamar Jackson. People think, people think all he does is run, and th- those are the highlights and, and whatnot, but he has improved as a passer. We keep talking about weapons. When your best, and I mean, I, I don't want to be completely disrespectful here, but your wide re- your number one ri- wide receivers like Rashad Bateman and Hollywood Brown for a little while, that's also not getting it done. Their wide receiver no. drafting has been atrocious down there in Baltimore. And their and, and their signings, right? Oh yeah, let's go ahead and, and pick up the corpse of Deshaun Jackson. Or let's bring in uh, like like something like a Sammy Watkins yeah, or right. whatever and see if that works out. They have failed in, in that regard in terms of getting him weapons aside from Mark Andrews. I feel like that's also something you gotta look at, right? If we're gonna look at other guys and say well, they haven't had the weapons that they needed to succeed, which like things like that we're saying with Mac Jones or like a Justin Fields or or some of these other guys, Trevor Lawrence in his first year, Lamar deserves that same benefit of the doubt to me. That's going to be another team. If he goes back to Baltimore, obviously with the competence that that organization has proven to show over the years, that's going to be another team standing in your way. The theme of this show today is that the Patriots need to move the needle. And we are trying to find ways for them to move the needle, and I'm clear about this, either direction for me. Whether it's going all in, or we don't think it's going to happen, but going the other way and trying to find a way to get back to the top of the draft to get that quarterback that if you don't think Mac Jones is the guy, they have to find. But they should try to do any of the things we discussed any of the and we're the talk radio doesn't they're not listening to that but I'm no. just saying yeah <laughs> that's what you need to do I don't think we're wrong you've got to get guys whether it's Higgins whether it's um, a guy in the draft they have to find a guy that's going to change this offense and as as important this goes back to one of the calls as important as offensive linemen are and having a good offensive line how, how and 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 they do need to get tackles I'm they I'm, do I, I'm I'm not I'm not gonna sit up here and say oh yeah don't draft any tackles no they need to get tackles but for years Dallas had one of the best offensive lines and Dak Prescott and they can only do so much with that offensive line like you've got to get talent and I think this team specifically needs the talent here not just for the production on the field but to also change the dynamic the the mental dynamic of the the offense you know what to to use to to kind of take that example that that kelly brought up in terms of the car right in terms of having a fast and like having a wide receiver is the difference between having a fast engine or a slow engine and having you know not have having a bad offensive line is, is like the difference between having wheels on your car or not you can't go anywhere offensive line to me sets your floor or it helps set your floor for competence. If you have an offensive line, great. Your quarterback can sit back there and survey the field. You can run the football, because that's another thing we haven't talked about. You can run the football, and 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 that's great. But then are your receivers getting open? And mm-hmm. if and if they if they're catching the football, are they making yards after the catch? Are they making big plays? So I think that the wide receivers, the weapons that you have in today's NFL are about the ceiling. How far can you get? Because great, having a great offensive line is, is again, baseline competence. But do you want to be better than competent? I mean, yeah, I don't want to see Mac Jones getting sacked all the time. But, again, if you're a decent quarterback and you have a decent offensive line, I would take good receivers, decent offensive line, 
over really, really good offensive line, decent receivers. Correct. Correct. Just like defensive backs. You can live and win with B defensive backs. I don't think you can live and win with B, B-minus receivers, and that's it. You need that elite guy. You need that talent there. Okay, when we get back, what is the biggest problem? I'm going to argue this is the biggest problem go. going into the playoffs with the Boston Celtics. That's next. This is Mark Dundero, Kyrie Thompson here on WEI. All right, back here on WEI, Mark Dondero, Kyrie Thompson, wrapping up the show. I'm going to just say this, Kyrie, because I think this could be the biggest problem slash issue facing the Celtics as we approach the playoffs. And I know the defense hasn't been what it was last year. I think that's a switch you might be able to flip. They live and die by the three. Hey, it's worked for them so much this year. I'm not going to say that's their biggest issue, even though that might be a concern, not their biggest issue. I think their biggest issue right now is that Jason Tatum, and I know the stats might tell you something else, but I've watched these games, and I've watched how they've played down the stretch against good teams when the game's close, in the playoffs, in situations like that, the biggest mil- the biggest moments that matter the most. I think their biggest problem is that the Celtics, over time, are lacking a confidence in Jason Tatum, and I say Jason Tatum because he's their best player, best offensive player. They lack a confidence in his ability to close out games down the stretch. And as a result, everybody else on the team can get kind of tight. And that's why they, I think, increase the pressure on themselves. And they get out of their game a little bit. And I think that is why we have seen some of these leads evaporate and then blow some of these games. Because I think it's a culture that their best player has inadvertently created where he's not able to get it done or play up to his normal level late in games, in crunch moments, and as a result, the rest of the team feels that and reacts subconsciously where they are not at their best because the best player isn't at his best. I think real quick about the Chiefs and how they were saying coming out of one of those playoff games, because they always had Patrick Mahomes on their side, there was always a feeling that they were going to get it done and they were going to win no matter what was going on in the game. That confidence I don't think exists with the Celtics when in reference to Jason Tatum. They don't feel that from their best player, and I think that's the reason ultimately they have some of these struggles down the stretch, and I think that would be my biggest concern going into the playoffs. I don't know that it's lack of faith in Jason Tatum at times. I think that it might almost be the opposite, where it's too much faith. That's interesting. And and in too much reliance on him and Jalen Brown to an extent, because I think about what happened around this time last year where it felt like Ime Udoka's message finally got in, share the basketball, pass the ball, move without the ball, play team basketball. Okay. Just like you were taught like all those years ago, quit this ISO ball, jacking shots at the end of game. Like let's move. And I was there for the, the game winner against Brooklyn in round one last year. Mm-hmm. There were like three different times somebody could have shot, throw, thrown up a, a prayer right there at the buzzer, and they passed it two different times until they got a layup to Jason Tatum. That You don't see that right now. Well, and, and I feel like this is the kind of thing that they were doing before when, when Ime was fighting with them, and, and, and even under Brad Stevens, where it's this constant thing of, okay, well, uh, go, you go ahead and do the thing, Jason. We're just going to go chill over here. I think about some of the late-game turnovers where it's like Tatum's got the ball crossing half court. He's either going to shoot or create. And you got guys standing around in the corner, not moving. Let's go. Like, like Again, don't 
it, it, don't forget to play basketball. Okay? No, that's a great way and, of putting it. And, and, and so I, I think that this is kind of a, a team-related thing where, yeah, I think there, there may be some tightness, but if you're putting it all on Jason Tatum to keep your lead going or putting it all on Jason Tatum to, oh, yeah, you've got to be the one that wins the game, and, and I mean, it, it's all on you, man, that's bad team basketball. I hear you, but I would just like to see him. I'm getting greedy, I understand, but I would like to see more out of Tatum akin to what Steph Curry did last night, mm-hmm. okay, on Saturday night. With his team down big to the to the Bucs, a Giannis-less Bucs, I'll give you that, but he, he hit two threes down the stretch that brought them back. He had a huge block down the stretch. Yeah. And I'm not saying Jason yeah. Tatum is not clutch. I'm not saying that. He has produced in those yeah. moments. I just, more often than not, as, this is my point. As good as the Celtics are, and they're awesome, for as good as they are, I am not as confident as I should be when it's a close game against a good team going down to the wire. Like I don't have the level of confidence that I should have based on how good the Celtics are. That's my problem, and that's it. And, and you know what? I think that th- this kind of goes to a different discussion in a way because we're talking about Jason Tatum or uh, Jalen Brown, and, and this, this has been what they've done since those guys came into the league pretty much, right? When, thing, when things get dicey, what do they start doing? They start jacking. They just start, they yep. start chucking them up. And everybody stands around and watches them like, okay, y'all go ahead and do your thing. And they keep coming down the court and people aren't trying to go get the basketball. Okay. They're, they're chilling in the corner and letting them jack the shots. And again, you got it. You got to try to play team basketball here. And, and, and I think maybe this is something where you're talking about Steph Curry, one of the greatest players of all time. Correct. I understand that. And maybe that's precisely the problem. If Jason Tatum is not in fact, one of the greatest players of all time, Maybe what you need, akin to the football conversation we've been having, is the team to keep playing basketball, encourage team ball, and then you help put Tatum and Brown in better positions to do what they need to do instead of being like, okay, you're going to Kobe this? Because that's not good basketball. And and again, I, I feel like we talk about Kobe, right? So many big moments failed in a lot of moments too. But he took that all on his shoulders. And I think, arguably, I don't want you to do that. But I also don't want Al Horford taking the big shot all the time. Or no, Marcus no, Smart, no, no, no. But, but, I, but I think, like, having fewer of those runs where it's just Jason Tatum, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, right? Have a couple of possessions where you move, you kick the ball around the perimeter and Al and Hal Horford take, takes a corner three. Or Marcus smart shoots an open three if you go down with with open shots good quality looks and they don't fall i could be fine with that as opposed to jason tatum iso balling and sidestepping threes on a contested guy and then we get mad at him for not making the shot i feel like we got to ask for more from the celtics not just tatum i just think based on his level of skill and it's elite Mm -hmm. he's one of the best in the nba in terms of offense i i just should feel more confident in close games against good teams. And, you, you know, you kind of know it when you see it. Like, you can't always just, yeah. you know, like last night against the Hawks. Give the Celtics credit. The Hawks did their best. They tried to, there were a couple plays there where you're like, are they going to get back in this somehow? Yeah. And the Celtics squashed it right away. 
Good job. But that's a team that sucks. You know, that's not really a good team. That I'm talking about a team that's won eight in a row or a team that's number two in the conference or a team you could see in the Eastern Conference Finals or a finals contender. Yeah. Like, and, and, those teams with elite players, yeah. superstars. And, and, we, and we know Tatum can do it and has done it in the past. I just think that as a team, you got, you got to squash some more of that stuff as a team, as a whole, and just not always rely on Tatum by himself. All right, we got one minute here. Give me a quick Oscars take. What are you looking for? Give me Michelle Yeoh winning. Okay. Best actress. Let's my go. take is I'm always stunned at how much I like I don't know these people. Like I don't <laughs> know these films. I don't know anything. It's just uh, movies I've never seen, actors and actresses I've never heard of. That's my take. All right, Kyrie, good to be with you. Yes, sir. Mark Dundero, WEEI, Selection Sunday. Have a good night. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.